Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Current with Kansas City. This is Thad Bell from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. With me, as always, Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star. How are you tonight, sir? Doing good, man. How are you? Not bad. That was a little slow, man. You got to be faster on the uptake there. It was a little slow, honestly. It's because the they got it like the, the on Zoom here. The message popped up, and I was like. I don't know if I can just like start talking without clicking got it that Thad's recording right now. So yeah, uh, okay. I'm tired, dude. It's been a long, <laughs> it's been, it was a long weekend. It really was. Um, it was, it was. Man. We got another, it's been a long couple weeks. I don't say a long weekend. Yeah. Um, we had, let's see, we had a home game on Sunday night last week, a home game on Tuesday night, a home game on Saturday, and a home game on Sunday. I, Still didn't get out to any of the trainings this week um, in person because of day job stuff. So, yeah, man, it's been a it's been a heck of a heck of a week. Um, but ready to talk some current, right? The best soccer team in Kansas City at the moment. The only one consistently scoring goals. It's... All right. Uh, since the last time I think I we mean, officially, Alvin all has scored in like four straight for SKC too. So. Yeah, but he's the only one. So, <laughs> uh, they were the SKC two was doing really good, but they have uh, kind of cooled off a little bit with a couple losses now. So, yep. all right. Uh, last this time we true. talked was after the big coaching change, and there has mm-hmm. been three games since then: Challenge Cup. And two league games, yeah. all two zero victories. All of them with Cassie Miller in net. Yep. So the question is I'm just stating facts. <laughs> it, it is a fact. The question is, though, is it due to Cassie starting? Is it due to the coaching change? Is it due to perhaps having Dabinia and Vanessa DiBernardo in the midfield? I think those are all factors. They're all factors. One more than others, for sure. Which one would you see as the biggest factor? It's it's Dabini and Vanessa DiBernardo, 100%. Um, I I think, you know, there there's some nice tweaks that have been made um, by Caroline Herbloom. And I don't think we can ignore that. I think Cassie Miller has also been good in goal. She hasn't really had to face a lot of difficult chances, however. 
Um, but I think she is very she's been very good at like preemptively taking care of things that could be dicey that it seemed like AD would traditionally stay on her line for. Um, so I think that that's that's a, a bit of a difference there for why Cassie's been solid and has been in there. Um, like I said, Herbloom has made some good adjustments. I think they're a little bit uh, more patient in possession, and it's shown uh, when they do get the ball back that they are quick to goal, but they are safer, smarter, uh, quick to goal. But you really can't ignore um, Dabinia and Vanessa DiBernardo's impact in slowing down and holding up the midfield, not holding, slowing down in a way of like, oh, they're dragging everyone down, but in a way of uh, collectively helping the play breathe. And there's calm and great decision-making being made, especially by low in a deeper position. Um, and uh, as well as Vanessa has been really good, really patient. Um, so, yeah, I think, those it can't be ignored um that they're the other two factors but um when you insert Dabinia and Dabinia at the level that she's been at in these last two gate last three games really um that's uh really honestly Dabinia has been really good for the last four games that game against Chicago I think the scoreline doesn't really justify how well they played throughout a majority of that match and I've said that plenty right. of times but um Dabinia has been excellent, superb in her four starts this season. She has four goals um, and an ass, I believe an assist. Uh, I may be wrong. You can take come after me if I'm wrong there. But um, overall, Dabinia has been stupid good this year. And um, so has Lowe, So And Vanessa now. So I, I think that's, that's it. It's the midfield, right? Has to be. I think that's the biggest factor by far. Uh when she was in there in the previous game, I mean, in coming back off of injury and they had a limited amount of starts uh, or the limited amount of time to play in Chicago, that was, they were better. And that's why they signed those two players in free agency. They still have players yet to bring in that they signed in free agency, but it's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest factor. I, I'm not trying to dismiss anything that coach Caroline has done. I'm yeah. calling her that. Um, I think yeah. she's made, like you said, some nice tweaks. I think she's has some changes that will be coming into play more and more as the season goes on, and, and especially mm -hmm. as other players become available. But that's not necessarily saying that Coach Potter wouldn't have done similar things. Mm -hmm. Even that first win, they basically w went right with the same game plan they had already, mm -hmm. except for Haley Mace being sick, so they, they swept her out. Yeah, I am. If we want to look more at some of the the uh, the things that her bloom has brought in, I think there's a like if you look at the passing maps, and I don't know how how much you look at that, but after the match, I think Ariel Dior, um, who is with American Soccer Analysis, posts yep. those regularly, um, and I I always was shocked at how little connectivity there was within the Potter passing map. Um, and this one was a pretty good kaleidoscope. You can see the distribution lines, um, you know, of uh, Gabby uh, Robinson, Gabrielle Robinson to um, 
to Vanessa, um, Croy in the middle of this of the back three to Low and Addy in the back three to um, uh, Kate Delfaba at that point, who was pinched up kind of higher and actually a little bit central for a decent amount of the game. Um, very hybrid-y back four or back three at times from that back line, um, especially when Kate uh, pinched inside. But overall, um, you can see you can see the 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 way the ball is moving, the distribution. There's a gigantic line between Lola Bonta and Dabinia and CC Kaiser, and that was something that they were trying to hit. Was you know play Dabinia, play behind, play the late run that you know that that Gotham wasn't picking up and I think we obviously Gotham's fresh in our mind but um I think looking at the passing map from that game it just has become a little bit clearer in the overall pass and move and pass and move and um the game plan from that aspect instead of at times being very quick to go forward and it uh sur- past a lot of the passing options that were there. Um, and I thought it was interesting because Potter would admit that some of the, they were not taking the extra pass at times or that there were options there that they weren't, that they were, that were available that weren't being played, but it never got fixed. And I think that was something to me that's like, is that a byproduct of the Potter system um, that those options are there and the players are so focused on doing something else that they aren't recognizing those moments um, because just taking it down a notch has actually allowed them to play even quicker forward and more dynamic and accurate forward um, by taking the time in the buildup to build the right scenario where they can spring that ball and get vertical really quick. I, I always felt last couple, well, last year under Potter that, Yes, they were trying to play the ball too quickly, and there was whole games I would sit there and count uh, how many passes would be connected, and there would be uh, uh, one good pass, the second one would be a stray or intercepted. And, you know, I I think there was a game last year that I counted like five times that they connected two passes together, mm-hmm. and they won that game. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> one of those turned into a goal, or two of them turned into a goal. It, it was incredible that they their passing was that lacking last year, and I do think that's that's not as much a, a feature of Potter's system as it was a feature of the players they had playing in the game at that point. Yeah, I think that's fair too because, I mean, we barely know life with Dubinia and Di Bernardo right. under Potter. And so you don't get to see the full um, aspect. And obviously, I think, it, like I said, he noted as well that those opportunities were there in buildup that weren't getting taken. Um, and I think those are that, that. So it's not like he was blind to it. I, it just never got fixed. And maybe you're right. It it was. It, it could have been just personnel. Um, but that's what happens when. Um, you know, last year you have uh, Desiree Scott there, but you know you're at without Sam Mewis, without 
um, Lynn Williams, all, all of a sudden there's a significant creative force in the midfield that is heavily relied upon low to be that Dabinia in those moments. And I don't, I won't say that's not, yeah. And I, I think she can do it. And I, I will never tell her she can't do anything, but not to her face. Um, not to her face. She'll punch me, and I would probably deserve it. Low, if you're listening, um, all respect. But it does suit. Like there's so many times last year where, in moments where she was deep lying, and she picked out these passes to right. CC um, over the top, and you know, you look at the the assist to Davinia. Um, it's almost the same thing that they've done. CC's been on the end of that at least two or three times. Um, I think Kristen Hamilton was on the end of a pass like that multiple times last year. Uh, and now Dabini is the one that's getting on the end of it. And, um, you know, we can go deeper into the, in the Gotham game too, if we want, because I, I noticed how in how much they were picking on the second runner through the Gotham line. And it was funny because the second runner would, the first runner would go and they would be offside, but they would just, it's a, it's a very good pep Guardiola ish tactic where the first runner goes through they're offside, but they at least drop the line a little bit because they have to do that. And then as that line drops, the secondary runner is the one where the ball gets played, gets played in behind. They smack. I don't know how many times last night, Gotham players were raising their hands for offside when the run came from behind that player raising their hand for offside with their back turned when the ball was played because they weren't checking the runners coming through um, the back line and the midfield wasn't checking them and they were going unnoticed and having players like low who can drop the dime like that from deep and Di Bernardo as well. Um, that and I mean, at some point, I think Alex Loera can be back in the mix whenever Loera yep. can be back in the mix when she gets her foot back healthy and and healed and is uh, off the scoot. Um, and and uh, when when that happens, she's got a great ball from deep, and and we saw it in the assist to CC Kaiser for that goal against um, uh, against. Uh, Portland earlier in the year, she leveled a few assists last year to um, her set piece delivery. She's the one that's been on corner kicks too. So she's got a good long ball over the top like that too. And I don't think that that necessarily makes the current a route one team, but it makes them so dangerous to stretch teams that way. And sooner or later, teams are going to start sagging off. And then now you're just allowing Dabinia uh, and all those players space to create and run. I'm yeah. rambling. Sorry. No, Wait. it's cool. Um, Catch him back up for a second. Uh, I want to go back to what we were talking about a minute ago, though. The yep. uh, being more calm on the ball when when they were signing these free agents of uh, Vanessa and uh, Morgan Gautreaux, that was I think one of our first things was they're going to be calmer on the ball. They're going to be more a little more patient in the buildup, which mm-hmm. that's one of those things you know, uh, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So. If you slow it down a little bit, you're more accurate, but it actually enables you to be quicker because you're playing it better. Um, so we expected that with Di Bernardo and hopefully having Gatro in there at some point. And when they signed Dabinia, we were like, okay, that's who they're going to feed. Mm-hmm. In the first two games since uh, Potter was fired and, and Coach Caroline took over, and I'm going to call her Coach Caroline a lot, Mm-hmm she really didn't have a chance to do a lot of modifications to the system at that point. She just, I mean, mm-hmm. the 
she took over on the day he was fired and then a couple days later they're playing another game and that's just recover get back all that stuff this is the first game where you could start to see her putting in new wrinkles and i think that what you're talking about the the runner the second runner mm -hmm. uh putting Dabinia up more as less as a false nine that sort of thing that's where we're going to see her style come into play and that's i'm kind of excited to see that over the next mm -hmm. few weeks yeah and i think too um if if you want to get into to that too like the so when we talked to her you and i talked to her I, I never made an article out of that conversation initially but it was our first like real opportunity both right. of us on zoom we sat and we talked with her and i got to grill her about tactics a little bit which is always fun for me to hear um influences and stuff like that and you know potter um very much loved the very high pressing go forward type quick people um like a mauricio pochettino was one of someone he was a tottenham guy and at the time tottenham played good soccer they don't anymore um shots to uh you know west london aside or north london aside um Caroline talked about her influences being more, and, and I know it's really it's really easy to say, oh well, I'd love to play a hybrid of Klopp and Guardiola right. to you know masterful tacticians, but I think there are some principles in the back three in the way that the, the team was playing with the back three today, uh, yesterday, um, some principles in there of the counter pressing. So what they were doing in swarming Gotham in that for in that second half. The counter pressing and the balls in behind from the sharp angles and stuff like that, especially when Michelle Cooper came on, um, those that that was very Klopp esque. But that that idea of that law, it's the the way the Dabinia goal, the the near side runner runs in, pulls the team back. Then as the as the run doesn't get played because they let that player go offside, the the line drops. And whoever was playing the deepest lying center back for Gotham dropped with the line. And there's now this giant gap and Dabinia makes the run ball comes over the top to Dabinia goes through. That is quintessential Pep Guardiola, like how to get teams in a mid block that are playing a mid block, like what Gotham were out of that mid block and how to play them over the top. And it creates those scenarios that we saw in that game. And I, I, it was so, as I was thinking afterwards and I went back and rewatched the game like that, those were the two things that I noticed were when she talked to us about tactics and those, those principles and those things that she likes, those are two very clear type of things um, where high pressing teams in their defensive third um, to try and turn the ball over. And then that, that mid block solution was very pep esque. So I'm curious too, because Gotham are a different opponent than like that. They've got a lot of talent. Okay. That's a very good team. Uh, Yasmin Ryan was dangerous. Lynn Williams was dangerous. Um, if Midge purse had been there, uh, Midge purse would have been incredibly dangerous. Um, Abby Smith was fantastic the entire game, except for the goal. Um, just unreal save after unreal save. But that second goal, I think she got just too ahead of herself to get out there and go for that ball. But ultimately I think, um, you know, not every team has that firepower like Gotham does, and some teams play a different style. It's going to be interesting this week um, as they go into L.A. Um, L.A. does not play like Gotham plays. So how does that, uh, how do they adjust? Do they look more like that counter-pressing team, or are they a 
more of a possession team in this match against Angel City. It'll be really interesting to see if she flips between those two kind of styles um, based on opponents as you go forward. Because with a roster as deep as the current have, I think there's a lot of solutions and different ways that they can play based on opponent that don't necessarily like abandon their identity or abandon you know who they are as a team. Well, you say they're so deep, but I don't actually feel they're that deep right at the moment just because of all those Correct. injuries. Correct. Uh, I mean, we we don't have any timeline on when Desiree Scott will be back or Morgan Gautreau, uh or Alex Loetta. Uh, or I, I'm pretty sure that the two, next two back will be Elizabeth Ball and Kristen Hamilton. They have done okay. some stuff. And then you also have Hannah Glass, who we don't. I mean, we've heard Midsummer, you know, I, which I actually kind of felt like she was closer to coming back because I see her out there doing more stuff than a lot of the right. other players. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see about that also. So they're not really super deep at the moment. I mean, no. really only you only really have one defender sitting on the bench when they're they're playing. And I mean, yes. this last week it was Izzy Rodriguez uh, and Jenna Weinbrenner. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I apologize. Yeah, too, because I, I was thinking when she was out for the COVID. I apologize. Yes. Um, but you have those two, and I feel like that's something that we really need to also mention in these three games is mm-hmm. they've had basically three very young players playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Croy Soto, Gabrielle Robinson, and Addison Merrick. I mean, mm-hmm. your second. Well, going into her third year, Addison Merrick mm-hmm. is the experienced one back there on that yeah. back line of three right now. Yeah. And Gabrielle has gotten better every single game. And yep. so we, uh, the end of this all, um, I don't know what the results will be. And so at some point they'll come out. But um, for player of the month for April, including uh, the last, the, the first week of matches in March, um, I put in there for my rookie of the month to be Gabrielle, just because of the significant growth that we got over the last couple of games from her. Um, and that she, I mean, outside of, I will say Sophia Smith didn't really pick on her uh, when, when Portland was in town, she was yeah. picking more so on Merrick and uh, Weinbrenner. Um, especially, and Jenna. especially Jenna. And, um, you know, she, they, she handled Caroline did not score. She was dangerous, but she did not score and she held her in check for the most part. Um, and I don't know that I would consider any of the goals that came in against them in Chicago on, on her necessarily either. So I, I think she's been really stellar. And the last couple games, um, we've really gotten to see her as a back. Like she is a right footed Andre female, Andre Fontes, when she like she she gets the ball, she's, she's willing faster to faster than that man. She's fat. She might be faster than Andrea Fontes, and I love Fonte. Um, a nice guy, a, a really yeah. wonderful guy. Love but Fonte. uh, I she might be faster than him, and she's but she has the vision. She has the ability to split lines with passes. Um, she doesn't. I haven't seen her like whip out the big diagonal ball. But when you play with a back three, you don't really need to do that. Um, you can just kind of shuttle it along and go. Yep. Um. But she she is really, really calm and comfortable on the ball for a rookie. And credit to the fact that she was a bit of a defensive midfielder at times in college as well. She's kind of played all over the field, but she's so calm with the ball at her feet. And she's a very modern 
attack forward minded center back and she's been good. Croy has handled everything well so far. Um I've been impressed with her. I don't I think there are a couple of times that were a little nervy, like when Lynn Williams picked her pocket there and yeah. uh, I think there's a couple of passes that that she's misplayed um that have been a little bit difficult, but ultimately she has started three games at the professional level and has three clean sheets when she started at the professional level. Um but Addison Merrick for me is one that um I think she's a really good defender, and I think sometimes, you know, obviously she had the mistake in the championship game, um, but she was really good down the stretch for that team uh, through the playoff run. Um, and I think, you know, part of playing players to get experience is they are going to make those mistakes on occasion, and, you know, I think she's handled it really well. So th- those three at the back line have been really good. I just, every single game, I feel like I have more and more impressed with Gabrielle Robinson and she might like I, like I said she got my vote for rookie of the month um I didn't necessarily put her on the the defenders in the in the starting 11 per se um just because there's some other teams that have much better defensive records in general um uh, but I and much more experienced I, I, but yeah. and, and and there's names that go with it as well but sooner or later she's going to be a name you know, nobody really knew who Naomi Gurma was after the first month or two after the first month but it was two or three months after that and people said oh snap this girl is really good and i just wonder if we're going to be having that conversation in a couple months about gabrielle yeah i don't know um that's that's a really interesting uh comparison there man i will need to think about that a little bit more i have been very impressed with actually all three of those that we've we've Mm -hmm. been talking about here uh this last couple games and none of them have been perfect but i don't expect two rookies to be perfect at this point right and uh i actually was just working on photos before we started this this pod and I, i'm looking at a picture of of merrick uh knocking the ball away from smith as she's trying to come towards the box right now that's mm-hmm. up on my other screen yeah uh she did a couple of very nice you know touch the ball away from her from williams mm-hmm. and to you know keep uh to make it more safe. I, um, it, yeah. The play still went on, but it to made it more safe and mm-hmm. then for the other the rest of the defense to react. So all three of them have been really impressed. But just for Croy and Gabrielle to be rookies and being thrown in this early mm-hmm. has just I, I'm just very high on them at the moment to to be a good pair for going forward. Yeah. And uh you you think too like we don't even we don't have Loretta or Elizabeth Ball in the mix too uh, for this discussion yet and that is um, that turns out to be a pretty deep position now that especially if Gabrielle continues at the trajectory and Croy as well that we've seen over these first couple of games um, you know they've handled those moments really well and for the most part really well have mitigated any um, serious threats. I, I think there was, you know, Gotham certainly had their chances in this game. They were over a, an expected goal um, in that match. I think there's a couple of very helters. They, they have been very good at scramble defending as well, which I think is, it helps when you're young because you have the pace to scramble defend and recover and do a lot of that. Um, but in terms of their positioning and stuff like that, for the most part, they're not opening themselves up 
um, to other dangerous things. Like when they when they were up to nothing, I thought the game was over. I didn't think that the Gotham um, from that point on were doing anything to really threaten them. And I think it it, it was very clear that that group was going to see that game out to a, a clean sheet at that point. So I, I it's one of those where. It'll be. I will always be curious to see what happens when more players come back into the mix. Um, but at the same time, like all three of them, absolutely deserve their flowers right now. Absolutely. All right. I don't think there will be any new players coming into the lineup for this weekend, so we'll probably go with a very similar group. Now mm-hmm. it's it's been interesting. Uh, this last game, they they started Larson and brought. Uh, Cooper off the bench and the little bit of change there definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was because Larson was doing anything wrong. It's just that it was a, a little bit different look for him and they, mm-hmm. they put a little different tactic to it, but their possession became better. They, yeah, you know, uh, it was a game that they won that they had the, the low end of possession, but over two goals, expected goals to Gotham's one expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I thought that team should have scored. I thought the current should have scored at least four goals in that game uh, with the chances they had in the first half. And, and I, I don't want it to be like one of those things where like, well, they should have. I mean, there were some really darn good opportunities that they had. And Abby Smith was incredible in goal um, for Gotham in that match, as we mentioned. But, um, you know, they probably could have scored more. But it's one of those things for, for the next match. It'll be interesting. I think it, we'll, we'll point out that Caroline mentioned that Mimi was only on 45 minutes. They had a bit of a minutes restriction on her because she'd been coming back from a hamstring injury and had barely played um, more than like 30 minutes total and since the Chicago game. So I think they were doing their best to be careful there um, and not overexert. Um, and also, if you can throw young legs like Cooper in there um, to hassle and press um, uh, the the Gotham back line in the way that she did, but also her hold-up play and ability to bring in others that created a lot of those goals, and especially you know the run that she made um, to get around Abby Smith and play that ball to the back post um, that, that eventually fell to Dabinia for the second goal. And that was a all hustle plays. I I wouldn't say I don't know that Mimi makes those plays, but those are the plays that you expect a very hustle-minded um, rookie to be making. And I think that that's one of those things that that aspect of Cooper really changed it. So it'll be interesting if maybe they say, based on the way San Diego defends, does she need Mimi more so a t- more technical player, right. as she mentioned. Um, uh, you know, her 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 strong suit is not what Michelle's is. So it'll be interesting. Well, that is the, that's why you have different players with different abilities so that you can play them in different ways. That's uh, some coaches want to have uh, their two number nines be essentially the same player, just one a little bit better or more informed. Mm-hmm. I like having ones that are different so that you can have, and and that goes to every other position. So you can have a different look when you need it to be different. All right. I I don't know that I really feel like I can truly preview the the next game right at the moment. I mean, we we know who it is. We know that yep. they're really good. It should be a really interesting game, but I don't think I could really go in depth of like how we I want to get through this week and go to training and talk to mm-hmm. coach and see how that goes. So I don't know if we'll have time for a second one this week. Probably yeah. not. Oh, we'll see. Um we'll see. 
by def- yeah, I'm with you on that. I need to watch some more San Diego um as well. Uh, yeah. Rev up the Paramount Plus engine and pop on a game and take a look and see what they've been doing because they've been playing well, getting their results as well. So the uh I don't know if uh we're recording this on Monday night. Yeah, uh, there'll be uh, a press availability Tuesday morning at seven in the morning at the new stadium because they're adding grandstand something part of the grandstand in. Are you going to that? Yes, I will not be. Um, just because it's so early in the morning and I have to deal with a child with daycare, uh, it's just a little too difficult for me. But someone oh, will I understand. be there from the start. I I feel like when they did the pillar, the first beams going upright. I arrived and there's already four of them up and I'm like, why weren't we here for the first one? They said, well, the first one went up at seven in the morning. Who's going to be here at seven in the morning? I said, well, I would have been. So now I feel like I got to be there. For <laughs> so I, I may have put my own foot in my mouth and now I have to go. So Sounds hot. Sounds like it. But I will probably see you at sporting training and then current yes. training on Wednesday and more sporting stuff on Thursday and more current stuff on Friday and then games on Sunday. Actually, both There's road games. Friday. There's nothing on Friday? No. So far? So far. Okay. <laughs> so far. Yeah. So far, nothing's on Friday. That could change at any moment. Let's hope it doesn't. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> appreciate the time. Uh, we were we were missing having Jillian on tonight. She's... Mm-hmm. Her other job requires her to be up really early in the morning at times. So even earlier than you have to be there to get up for the stadium grandstand thing. So yeah, if I gotta be there at seven, I'm probably waking up at like six thirty. Like Yep. Walking out the door. So, you know. Good luck. Anyways. Uh all right. Let's uh wrap it up and any any quick last words? I've talked enough. All right, man. I think we are out. Thank you.